This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of The Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at thetalkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. Money, 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 money. Carrie Ann, we are, I mean, I <laughs> was like i've been sitting on the edge of my seat for the last week okay i'm still in the midst of a car wash here (laughs) we're in the midst of a car wash here my daughter is trying to figure out why we have not got out of this car wash (laughs) i mean i mean jonathan uh thank you so much for joining us again today and thank you jason you know it's always a pleasure to have you in the house brother appreciate you hang around um, but uh, yeah, so we're getting in the heart of the matter. So again, let's create that visual. Why? Why? Why this? Why are you? If you're a realtor, why this is interesting? Or if any kind of business, or why is this interesting to you? Is because so many businesses are sitting on an iceberg. Yes, and we're like penguins lined up as real realtors sitting on an iceberg, wondering how much closer do we have to get to that other penguin, other other realtor, because. All of a sudden, it's melting out from under us because big tech is changing the way things are done around us because, and I'll take responsibility for this, guys, because I know that most of you haven't been in the business for that long. I'll take responsibility for, for the senior uh, people have been in this a long time. That we did not insist that the consumer have a great experience. We failed to insist that the consumer have a great experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But before we get started, I want to make sure that uh, we give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Music City Removal. They are the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial and construction. They're experts in ridding you junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. Whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. But this topic is sure as hell cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. It's painful because sometimes the truth hurts. And Jonathan, that's one of the things I love about you, your spirit, because you know what you're talking about hurts because you care about the industry. But but that's why you're willing to yank the Band-Aid off and let's talk about something that affects all of us in the industry. It hurts. Yes, it hurts. It's changing. You know, change hurts sometimes, but we got to go ahead and face the reality of it that that value doesn't doesn't equal cost you know and we can't continue mm. to hang our hat on that so i think so last week we were we were at the car wash, car wash and we were talking about how it does not matter what car we have we all pay right. the same price right. maybe we want right. to add an a la carte it's window treatment you know or you know a little wax here or there type of thing right is mm-hmm. that's where you're yeah. headed Keep, keep yeah, so we, we talked about how a lot of times whenever we in the real estate industry, we go to charge our clients, we can't tell them what we charge most often until they tell us what they're worth. And I believe that that's a little bit inverted. You right. know, we use the analogy that if you were to go to car wash and you need a service performed on the vehicle, if they were running a Kelly's Blue Book analysis before they told you what they were going to charge you, you would back out and leave immediately. Mm. Sure. So I think I think that we've reached a day and age to where 
um, basically there's there's three there's three if you think about this as a pyramid there's value on one side of the pyramid and there's mm-hmm. cost on the other okay and so if you have um, a value where you can say here's what I'm here's what I can bring to the table here's the need that I can meet on behalf of my seller and here's what it's going to cost you I think value and cost are mutually exclusive so whenever an agent says oh I'm worth my commission mm-hmm. how much is that you can't deposit the word commission I'm worth my six percent in dollar terms, in no, no uncertain terms, what's the percentage? Because you can't go to the bank and say, here's my percentage. Right. Tell me what the amount is. That's all about radical transparency. Mm-hmm. Right. So for us, we believe that it's very important to lead a movement to where you say, we are focused on increasing the value and being very, very, very clear what that cost associated to that is before you ever even tell us the address we can tell you up front what the cost is going to be. A lot of times agents want to speak in terms of I'm worth it. And I think that it's an important point to note that worth is only determined by your customer. Mm -hmm. A third party, someone else assigns worth to your object. It's like the buyer of a home. Yes, you can go to the mall and you you buy something. Anytime you give away money or you depart ways mm-hmm. money, what you receive to you had more value than what you gave away. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's just like uh, the seller and the uh, listing agent. You know, it's the buyer who ultimately decides what the value of that correct. house is going to be. Mm-hmm. So worth is assigned by someone else. For us to try to defend what we are worth is a misappropriation and and a misunderstanding about really what's the cost, value, worth structure. So that being said is, for us, we want to create an environment in our business model to where what what we are offering and what we charge is such a disproportionate advantage to where the customer walks away and says, man... I got the upper hand. Sure, that yeah. was a deal. Love it. So if you're going to produce a raving fan, you have to deliver value. We right. we, we talk about our you know in, in our team is like uh, hashtag over deliver. Yeah. Whatever we do, we want our customer to walk away over deliver. We won. What we received and what we got was a radical disproportionate. So it's worth it. I noticed over Christmas time last year, uh, my wife and her girlfriends, whenever they would compliment each other's bag or shoes or dress, they're like, oh girl, I got this 50% off at the Nordstrom sale. Oh girl, I got this online at at the Mm -hmm. Black Friday sale. She didn't ask you how much it costs. She's tell, like she's making a, an assessment on what she like like the, the actual item itself. And so what happens is a lot of times people associate, oh, this is what I saved. I just think in our business we got to give people something to talk about. People got to walk away with a little bit of meat on the bone saying I won. Right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they want to feel I'm like jump, the winner. Jump in sure. here and play a devil's advocate here, okay? Just Bring because it. you know um, here's the it, put them up. Yeah, put my, <laughs> The reality, the reality of the situation from a from a, a, a lot of real estate professionals' position is: look, the reason why we use a percentage is because sometimes you win and sometimes you lose, and there, and you know, it looks like we got overpaid on this transaction, but we got grossly underpaid on the other transaction. So hopefully, it all works out. I hear what you're saying, Jonathan, and I I really I agree. I agree in a lot of ways, you know, because, you know, I'm all about raising the bar. I'm all yeah. about bringing value. I know from experience, if I rock them and sock them with my clients and then make them feel like they got a great value there, uh, cost wise, uh, you know, price wise, uh, you know, charge wise, that I have found that they are much, much quicker to pass my name around for the next referral. You know, have you found that out with what you're doing? Yeah, well, you, you know, you talk about like I'm doing all this work and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. There's fallout rate. I would say that if an agent is in a position to where they lose, 
and they feel like like something didn't mature, that's really a function of your business model. Mm -hmm. Your business model is broken. Right. Um, I don't ever feel like I lost though, because like I'm, I just recently did two deals for free and I did that on purpose, meaning mm -hmm. I, I wanted to do that out of the kindness of my heart. I didn't have to tell them that, that I did that or mm -hmm. whatever. I just, it, it, I think it was a stepping stone, A, to make me better. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to train in that field, you know, to, to understand a little bit more. So I, I think it also starts with us. Like we, we put starts, the term, yeah, we right. put the term that we lost when really you should have twisted it and, and learned something from it. You exactly. didn't, you know, take something good of it because if you want to be the tortoise of your business and be the long haul and win the race, you've got to be willing to take some, the good and the bad with it all. So, so let me frame opinion. it like this. I had a, I had a, a client uh, call me last week and said, I've got a house to sell in Tampa. And I got, I, I got to choose the right agent. I've got three people who want to sell this house. Can you just have a conversation with each of the three of them and help me evaluate the right one? And they were all the exact same. Well, wait, listen, listen, how did you get that level of trust? Oh, that's a huge level. I, you know, I think it comes down to principles. It was the onesie he got you, when he you, came <laughs> to in, in to when he was in first. I'm just, no, I just want to start where it's, I just want to pull back to where it starts. Why, yeah. why yeah. she asked you that question? Because you had to develop some trust. Right. I think How did you, you develop the trust? Because you brought a, probably a greater value, I'm assuming. Yeah. I think if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. Mm -hmm. I make it a personal mission is I want to leave meat on the bone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to like, hey, what I got and what I paid yeah. was, was kind of even. No, no, no. I got a mission to where you win every single time. Right, love so it. So as far as like someone having a level of trust, I I believe is because of the mentality of I'm going to sow generously. I'm going to be giving, 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 without expecting a return. In this transaction, there's nothing in it for me. But I called and evaluated those agents, and the the one all the market in Tampa is very similar to the market in Nashville. Things are selling very quickly, and all three agents were telling me how fast things were selling. It sells in a matter of five or six days, and. They all said the same thing. So this was considered a very high price point in that area. Mm -hmm. And all of them, I could, I could hear them salivating mm -hmm. on the phone, like, mm -hmm. we're going to get this commission. Sure. And uh, the one guy, I asked him, I said, do you ever feel like maybe like if you were to charge this commission, or this percentage on this house, that maybe your average price point, let's just take your average, what's your average price point last year? It's like 400000 I said, if, if we paid you just on your average price point, which you are willing to, why should we anchor you at a high price point to give you an above that? And he said, well, you know, Jonathan, sometimes things don't work out and you got to take the good and the bad and the wins and the losses. Mm -hmm. And I said, so basically you're telling me you're a socialist. You told me you, you've been, you, you've been, you told me you've been in business for 27 years. You didn't tell me you were a millennial. You didn't tell me you were a socialist. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? Right. I, if I'm a consumer, I don't want to be a blended average. Right. If I perform mm -hmm. for someone who did not perform, if that's mm -hmm. an issue, that's a function of your business model. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with me, mm -hmm. the consumer. I'm not offsetting your losses, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important whenever an agent wants to, you know, to have this mindset of just because you charge more does not make you worth more. And just because you charge less does not mean that you're worth less. Right. And so, so many times we get our identity tied up in what we charge and like, oh, I'm a luxury agent. I sell rich people's houses. I'm worth more. You're, you're, you're intertwining your identity and, and it's really not from a place of value structure. You feel like you're worth more because you're charging more. I've just made it a mission is like, you know what? I'm gonna always create a gap. What I charge and what I deliver, there's gonna be an advantage to the customer because these are warm marketing dollars that I'm deferring into that audience that will become a raving fan. 
Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that when you lead with empathy, there's something called an empathy map that we have done in our business modeling. What is the customer seeing? What is the customer hearing? What are they feeling? What are they doing? And you start to ideate what the customer's pain points and what their uh, desires are in that empathy map. Mm-hmm. You really start to uncover is like, you know what? We've got to get better on behalf of the customer, and my identity cannot be tied up in what I charge. And I really just kind of fell. I mean, after after 18 years, um, this is my 18th year. We've we are done. I guess roughly over 2,000 houses now. And so when you get to, we've been in Forbes magazine Inc. 5,000. And I don't say that to say look at me. I say this as we've learned some things that work. We've learned right. some things that don't work. Right. And this is not just something that we pull out of the sky and test. Mm-hmm. We asked hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of customers, what do you want? Tell us what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that for us to have a, a, a business model that's been conditioned by decades of industry insiders and then impose that model on the customer is mis- is really uh, you know a lack of empathy versus asking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and saying, you know what, we're going to take the aggregate of this and the most common feedback, and we're going to take what they have told us, and we're actually going to do give them exactly what they've asked for. And we just believe that there is a better way to do business in a digital world. You know, the, the business model that the industry t- typically is perpetuating predates the internet. It's time for us to get better. So I hope that agents understand is that your worth is not tied up in what you charge and your value and your cost are mutually exclusive. And we reserve the right to get better in how we approach the customer's needs. So when we start to save people money, I mean, we've saved three, a little over three and a half million dollars for our customers. Mm-hmm. I can tell story after story about how uh, this guy named Bob paid for his wife's chemo treatment. They've been married for 55 years and he called me to thank me. He said, you give me an extra year of life my sweetheart. I just want to say wow. thank you. I wow. can, That's rich. There's people who have paid for that adoptions. There's people who've paid for IVF treatment. So the, the perspective, I think that if we are going to tr- truly have empathy as an industry, it is their equity. It's not our commission. It's on their personal financial statement. They're the ones that submit that personal financial statement to their bank. Two thirds of American homeowners net worth is tied up in their, that, that house. Mm-hmm. So when they go to sell that house, they're paying a pound of flesh to an industry that just happens to benefit the insiders more so than the service, or th- than, than to our customers. So mm-hmm. let's just use this as an example. That's painful. It, if it's it's painful. painful. When I told my dad I was going to do this, he said, do not do this. Because he did this since the 70s. I mean, <laughs> right. like 50 years, he's like, this is suicide. Well, he, could, he could feel the hate building. He, he said, John, this is, don't do it. So like, I've had to go against myself my own conditioning. I've had to go against my dad. I've had to go against, I mean, we had a pretty large agent base. Over half of them have left and I understand why. Where's your obsession? The customer. I will, I will sacrifice everything on the altar of the customer and I'll be unapologetic about it because I believe that the customer is always going to choose what's in their best interest. So when I look through the lens of it's their equity more so than my commission, it's on their personal financial statement. When you look at someone, let's say, give an example, they've got a $500,000 house and they've paid, typically people live in the houses five to seven years. They've paid 60 to 84 house payments. They've paid five to seven years of, of taxes and insurance. Mm -hmm. They've mowed the grass every freaking Saturday. They've painted walls. They've done DIY projects from Home Depot and Lowe's. They've done all this to build their equity. And they finally get to the place where they have $50,000 in that $500,000 house. They built up 50 grand Mm -hmm. and they go to sell that house and they say, oh, it's just 6% commission. You give up $30,000 of the 50 that you had to earn over five to seven years. Yeah, but but we're worth it. 
Well, he ain't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, but wait a minute. I mean, they had the option to sell it themselves. They had the option. And that's why I think that you have seen a rise in for sale by owners. I think that we, we are reaching a place to where... But what I'm saying is that it's not like, hey, you can't sell your house without an agent that's charging a percentage. It's the option is there. The option is there. And, and also, I, too, uh, one thing you were saying, you said something uh, that your worth, and I just wanted you to clarify this, your worth is not what you charge. You're not establishing your worth. The customer establishes the so worth. So you're saying I, I can't establish what I feel I'm worth? You can establish your cost, but your worth is someone else's. Assign- so, for example. But if somebody pays me, then isn't that my worth? If they come back, 89% of people don't come back to the agent. So whenever someone goes to sell their house. Well, yeah, we can go down that rabbit trail. But I'm just saying that I can I can dictate of what I feel I'm valued at. As long as there's buyers that will buy yeah, that. Yeah, but value. I'm saying I can say, hey, you know what? If you don't want to use me, mm-hmm. that's my worth. Right. And you know, like if I'm an artist, you don't want to pay me to paint your portrait? You want to find someone that does it cheaper? Totally fine. Yeah, but and I hear, what you're, I hear what you're saying, but I think what he's saying is there's a, a shrinking number of people that are willing to pay us what we feel like we're worth. Sure, but I think that, that we don't establish the worth. You go for attorney. I'm a $450 an hour attorney. You can keep saying that until the market rejects you. So you can have a one-off case scenario. Like, some, like I, I think about a videographer that we used to have at our company, and he got someone one time to pay him $100 an hour he comes to me, I'm, I'm worth $100 sure. an hour. Because someone else charged you, said, said that you're $100, I'm not paying that. And he has struggled and floundered because he has not been able to replicate that worth. I guess what I'm seeing is that I think, I think there's place for both. And I don't think this should be a, my way is better than yours. It, but there's, a, there's definitely a place for both ideas and philosophies here. And if, when it comes down to it, yeah, I mean, I can still find people that pay me what I'm worth. You can still find people that say, you know, so what, I'm just going to pay a flat fee. Who, who, who determines the value? Like, like so, so, for example, if you, you get a listing, mm-hmm. do you have to know That's, what the value a, a of the value house is? value is an agreement. If I can do something for free and I surprise you and you came home and your yard was mowed, you didn't agree upon that. I delivered value the, without yeah. an agreement. Yeah, but are you just going to, I mean, that's not a business model. Ask many lost leaders if you're familiar with. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I know about lost leaders. Um, but Amazon's I mean, the perfect we're, we're example. The, well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that you can't take the value, the worth of somebody away just based on a cost factor. Okay, so, I, mean, so I, think, I think it's just getting oversimplified. We'll get spiritual about this. There's intrinsic worth and there's extrinsic worth. You take a house in Brentwood and put it in the middle of the Mojave Desert, extrinsic worth is going to say that house is not worth it because of where it's located. Location, location, location. So the intrinsic value of someone is much different. And I think that... Well, it's, it's also when you take uh, one house and it costs $500,000 here, in Arkansas, it may be $100,000. Mm-hmm. Fair enough there's still value there. I do think though, let's go to the hamburger. <laughs> let's change it up a little bit. <laughs> um, 
Um, no, I, I appreciate the dialogue here, really, because, uh, yes. I mean, seriously, because I want Jason speaking for some other people out there that are thinking that, you know, trying to hang on to that. I'll do it. <laughs> but, I can get, but I can get a hamburger at McDonald's. I can get a hamburger right. at Jonathan's. Okay, I'm going up in price. And then I can get a hamburger at the Rutledge and or J. Alexander's. At the end of the day, it's still some meat between two buns, right? And I just went and I, I paid a prior uh, increased price. Now I choose to eat the higher end hamburger. That's my choice because I've created what I think to be worthy perceived value. Perceived value, perceived value. value. It, right? It, right. A perceived value is because you've expressed it on something. Jonathan's didn't say no. This is the, what that that meat is the same meat over here, but I'm going to charge you. It's worth it. Right. But your perceived value of the environment. You get to sit down. It's quiet. It's clean. There's, right. There's different things that you assign. Sort of like buying to. cereal on the uh, the bottom shelf or the the middle shelf. So what I'm saying though, <laughs> if you share Comes with me, because yeah. the only reason why I feel that my perceived value at this one's better as a hamburger than that one, this agent is better than that one, where I'm willing to offer more or or agree to, right? Mm-hmm. Is because you have shared. You've you've marketed. You've told me. You know, like you've given me stories. Right. Stories tell, et cetera, et cetera. I think it goes back to maybe your, your original con, your original comment, where it's there's an agent and there's a professional. Mm-hmm. The agent that does not consider themselves the professional still is going to assume the part right. that they get the blank, and I think that's where. Um, where we can have that discussion well, where I don't think that's, that's worth I, I that, you know, they didn't take the time to improve definitely their a place for both of these. Sure. Because some people are going to value that more and then some people value the other. And I think, I think, you know, it's, it's, you got the same, the same goal is to help the customer at a high level. Same goal. Okay. It's just some customers will prefer one over the other. I think there's definitely room for both. I think also, though, Jason, you you know that um, I hear what you're saying, but I think part of it is the assumption somebody walks in the business and all of a sudden they're worth what you and I are worth. That's not true. No, and I think we're all agreeing to that. Right, but they're getting what we're what we should, but they so, shouldn't. And that's right. that's and where that's the, that's that's the breakdown. That's where the disconnect. And is. that's why we go back to where I think it definitely needs to be a higher bar. Yeah, well, absolutely. A, a very significant point to where in in my career, there was a couple that moved to town. They bought a house. They lived there for two years. They didn't know a soul. And when they went to sell, we called them and said, "Hey, we got somebody who want to buy your house." They said, "We're going to use this agent that plays their kids plays with our kids, and she just right. got a license." <laughs> right. right, right. And I said, "She did not. Was she?" But we feel guilty not using her. Right. Mm-hmm. So the primary emotion that people have most often when they hire a real estate agent, a lot of time is rooted in guilt. And I have realized is that I get paid historically on my connection with someone more mm-hmm. so than my competency. Mm-hmm. And if we want to create basically higher standards in the business, I can't wait for the association or the real estate board to get it right, to say, hey, you know what, we gotta get more competent. And if I'm only playing the game of connecting, Mm -hmm. I gotta get out there and network, network, no, I can trust, no, I can trust, no, I can trust, it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I know some agents that that's all their whole game deal is, is that, and it's like, oh my God, you know, how's this agent get that much business? Because they're a great connector. They're great at connecting. They're great at connecting. So I look at it as like making a cake. You put in flour, eggs. When I start to build a cake of worth, it's like, how do I make it faster? How do I make it more predictable? How do I make it easier? How do I make it cheaper? And I'm building a cake. McDonald's. So that someone says, 
this cake is worth it. But yeah. I had to put the ingredients in there to build a great cake. Right, right. Mm-hmm. This well, guys, is a lot. Yeah, you know, we could, a I lot. told you we could go on and on with this guy. Oh, yeah. There's a but lot of things to think about. I think we circle back. The penguin is on the iceberg. <laughs> yes? And everybody's got cold But here's the deal. that It is melting. So I do feel we're going to go somewhere in between where you're headed. Something has to change because Absolutely. it is melting underneath the, that's us. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, I think that's where we, we want to take it full circle. Let's, if we meet again, I'd like to talk about the long-term relevance of, of agents. I think it's very important to have ro- right. long-term relevance in the industry. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to have a place. We have a significant um, contribution to the world, and I don't want to see that go away. For us to not go away, we got to start to act a little bit differently. We got to start to think a little Amen. bit differently. That's Amen. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. This was just such a pleasure having you, Thanks Jonathan. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. You know, you. you've raised the bar of my thinking, and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that. So, thank you for yes, joining us. Too. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. Mm-hmm.